All you happy people. Amen. Well, you're going to be even happier. Amen. Because we're going to talk about a suddenly season. This is a suddenly season. Now, this is not something that is, mm, how can I put this, talked about or something that we hope, something that we read, something that we heard. But this is fresh from God. Amen. We're living in the suddenlies where it's not taking long for things to happen, but things are happening quickly. Amen. According to the will of God. And so why don't we um, pray? Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we just bless you and we thank you for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And Lord, we thank you um, for your word today. We want to hear from heaven. <clears throat> So that we can be healed in every way, spiritually, physically, and mentally. And we just bless you for your word, and we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Well, really, the title of of this teaching is a suddenly manifestation. Suddenly manifestations. Because this is what we're going to be seeing. Now, I'm willing to, I'm not betting you, but... I know that God is going to heal everybody that's on this list. Amen. So I suggest you check back with them in a week or two and see how they're doing. Amen. And just start. We need to start expecting God to do more. Amen. If we expect him to do more, we'll see more. Because when you expect God to do something, that's telling God you are believing him. God, I'm believing you. And I know that you're doing it. You're moving on our behalf. And this is the thing. God wants to heal people. He wants to heal his people. God is doing a new thing. Amen. It's not something old that he's fixing or patching up, but he's truly doing something new, brand new. You know, there's new and then there's brand new. Amen. So he's doing a brand new thing. So the seasons in in our lives are about to change. In fact, they're changing now. So if you don't believe that, you're just behind the times. So get with it and quit being skeptical. Amen. Quit questioning God and know that God's word is final. He has the final word. Amen. And God says it's a go. You need to write that down. It's a go. Hallelujah. So these changes will be seen right before your eyes. And yeah, 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 God already knows that you doubt it. Most of you are in doubt. So he has something. You know, the best thing for doubters is a manifestation of who he is. Because God already knows that uh, we don't believe sometimes unless we see. Like Thomas, doubting Thomases. But, you know, we should believe everything that God tells us. Amen. Everything that he's. And then this is the thing. He's already spoken it. When he when it's spoken, it's already established. Are y'all here today? It's already established. So God has already established what he is going to do. And he you have his blood uh, oath and a promise. You have his son's blood on the matter. And so you can take it to the bank. But I think in this season, God is really showing the doubters. He's showing us doubting Thomases that what I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do. And this is the thing. No enemy can stop it. No enemy can stop what he's doing. You can't stop it. Nobody can stop what God is doing. No one can stop your expected end. 
Amen. God says that your expected end is peaceful, peace and not evil. Amen. That his thoughts toward us are good all the time, that he loves us. And so from a loving God, we need to expect him to do more. But instead, we're, we're, you know, still doubting and we shouldn't doubt him. We should we should be uh, satisfied knowing that God has the last word. In every situation, he has the last word. He's established our final outcome already, and I'm happy about that. No man has anything to say about what God is doing in my life. No man can stop it. No, these busybodies like to be in your business all the time. Just think about it. They have nothing to say about what God is doing in your life. Isn't that wonderful? Well, everybody kind of clammed up on that one. But it's still true. I'm so thankful that it's just about me and God and nobody else. So the enemy can't stop it. You know, uh, nobody. Those that don't want to see you do well, they can't stop it. I mean, it's just such so refreshing to know that God is in control. He is he's in control of your life, even if you didn't give him control. He took control. And I'm so happy about it. Amen. He has taken control for your final outcome. I'm excited. So God is saying that he will suddenly cause um, things to come to pass. Suddenly he will cause it to come to pass. You need to write that down. So when the devil starts messing with your mind, telling you, oh, it's not going to happen. This has been said before. No, it's never been done before. Amen. We've never lived in a season like this one. This is a new season. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to come out with a flourishing end. You need to write that down, too. Just think about it. You don't have to get up and try to make these things happen. God is going to make them happen. Amen. He's saying it, he will suddenly cause these things to come to pass and he will unearth new things. This is the thing. He has things that you don't even know about. Well, I should say we because I don't either. I'm excited to find out what they are. He is unearthing new things in our life. And then suddenly, especially people uh, where people say it can never happen. You ever had somebody, you know, like a relative that doesn't know God tell you, oh, God will never do that for you, or that's impossible, it'll never. He wants to show those people. See, God is doing this in this season. He's doing it for his glory. He's doing it to show people who he is in your life. Everybody ought to be standing up screaming. Amen. I've seen you scream over much less. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's going to show you with your own eyes. He's going to use your eyes to wit. You're going to be his witness about what he's doing in your life. You will be his witness. Amen. And then you're going to say, well, I never thought I'd see it. We know that's why he's doing this. I'm excited. Amen. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm excited about something. Because we have an oath and a promise. That what God says he's going to do, he's going to do it. Listen, when you read in the Bible where God has decreed a thing, you can take it to the bank. When he decrees a thing, it's already established. Amen. 
And so we need to get our mouths to working on things that we want because we, when we decree things out of our mouth, we establish them, amen, in the natural realm. And so we need to get used to decreeing what God has already said. In other words, repeat what God has said. When God tells you he's going to do something, start talking about that. Repeat it. This is how things are established. His word establishes things. And so we need to all stop hoping for the best. I'm not hoping for the best. I'm looking for God's best. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we need to be excited because of what God is doing. And yes, I do have scripture to back up what I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I feel you. <laughs> he will cause us to hear. Listen, this is what's happening. God is causing us to hear again. Those things that he's spoken. See, this is the difference in the time and the season. Those things that he's already told you and it didn't happen and you believed it sometime and sometime you didn't believe it. He's causing you to hear. God has stepped in because he wants to bless us so badly. He is causing our ears to hear what he is saying to us. He's causing us to hear what he's doing in these last hours. So where we didn't hear and understand or where we didn't receive what God is saying, there's no doubt now. We must receive it. Amen. Because God is causing our ears to hear. Amen. He is causing you to hear. Even now, he is causing you to hear what the voice of the Lord is saying. And he is saying that he's going to do it for his glory. He's doing it for the naysayers. He's doing it because people oppose you all the time. He's doing it because you've been waiting so long. He's doing it because you tried to believe with all you had and you still couldn't believe it. You believed sometime and then you, you recoiled. Because of something in the natural that you saw that didn't fit in with what you were believing. And so he's doing this for those reasons. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful. Whatever reason he's doing it, I receive it in Jesus' name. So he's causing us to hear new things. Amen. Not this old promises, but the new thing that he's doing according to the promise that you've already asked him for everything that you've asked god he remembers it he's going to do it you will begin to hear what god has declared from the beginning he's never changed his story he has i don't care if 30 years has gone by god has never changed his script he doesn't do that amen he is a true the one true and living god And he is more than capable to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. He's going to give you things that you just thought about and didn't ask him for because you were afraid. You said, I don't want to push myself out on a limb that far. But God is saying, I'm going to do that thing for you too. I'm going to do it because I'm God. I'm going to do it because they don't believe it can happen. They don't believe that I'm such a good God that I, he's doing it because he's a good God. And he wants to prove to us the good God that he is. Amen. Hallelujah. So you'll begin to hear what God has declared from the beginning. Because he's never changed. He's never changed. Let's go to Isaiah 48, verse 3. Isaiah 48. 
verse 3. And Avis, if you can get it in the Amplified, I do have some of it. Yeah, get on. Hallelujah. Isaiah 48, 3. Oh, let me go there. And it starts, it says, I have declared the former things from the beginning. They went forth from my mouth and I caused them to hear it. So what does that mean? It means you didn't hear it before. He's causing you to hear it now. It says, they went forth from my mouth and I caused them to hear it. And then suddenly I did them and they came to pass suddenly. Suddenly. Amen. Because I knew that you were obstinate. What's that mean? Stiff neck. Hard head. Knuckle head. Don't believe. Unbelieving. Amen. And your neck was in iron sinews. And your brows bronze. You know, had that face. When when you start thinking about the goodness of God, something's like... He didn't do so and so. He didn't do this and such. That's why he's doing it. He's doing it because of your attitude. He's doing it because he wants to show you who he is. Amen. You might as well receive it. Even from the beginning, I have declared it to you before it came to pass. I proclaimed it to you. But did we receive it? No. Did we believe it? No. And most importantly, did we declare it? No. When you believe something, you start talking about it. And so this is why God is doing things. He's There's going to be a suddenly manifestation in your life that you had nothing to do with. Why? Because you didn't declare what he promised. Are y'all here today? You did not declare it. Why didn't you declare it? Because you didn't believe it. Amen. The devil lied to you and said, God can't do that. You'll never change. You can't have that. That's too much for you to believe. That's that's too much. You can't have that. And after a a period of time, you start to, to believe that. You know why? Because conditions were favorable. Everything that you looked at, everything that was happening in your life looked like what the devil was telling you was true. If you go outside, you'll see clouds because it's raining. Sun is not shining. So when you you heard that word from the devil that God's not going to do that, you looked and you saw conditional uh, favorable conditions. In other words, you saw bleakness. You saw what the devil was orchestrating. And so you believed it. Amen. This is why he's doing it. But he says, I've been saying this from the beginning. He's declared it already. He's trying to get us to declare it so it will happen. But you know what? Guess what? He don't need you no more. We're living in a season where he says, I'm going to do it anyway, just because I am God. I declare who I am. In the beginning, I establish what I'm going to do. And you don't have to. Believe it. It would be nice if you did. But for all the naysayers, God is going to show you who he is in your life. Amen. Let me just put it like this. It's a good day and a good time to get what you need from God. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Avis. 
verse six let's see verse five says even from the beginning i have declared it to you before it came to pass i proclaimed it to you least you should say my idol has done it that's another thing god is doing this this suddenly manifestation of the promises of god he's doing it because he don't want you thinking your best girlfriend did it or whoever your idol is whoever you believe in it he doesn't want you to think that they did it some people and back this is and he was speaking uh in this day and time in the bible to the israelites and they worship foreign gods other gods golden images and he he was doing manifestations because he didn't want them to think that their fake god was doing the manifestations or whoever you believe in allah's not doing it amen buddha's not doing it but our god who sits on the throne is doing this for you amen all the years that you struggled that's not moving god all the prayers that went up that's not moving god but what's motivating God is his love for us. Simple and plain. Nothing new. Same story. He loves us so much with an everlasting love. And now he's going to prove it. He's going to prove it to all those that are expecting it. And those of you that are too stiff-necked, I'm going to use his words, too stiff-necked to listen, he's going to do it for you too. Amen. So you need to start repenting and saying, Lord, I'm sorry, but I receive your blessing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse six says, you have heard, see all this. And will you not declare it? I have made you hear new things from this time, even hidden things. And you did not know them. See, if you didn't know something, you sure can't say you did it or me and my prayer partner we pray hard so you can't say that if you didn't even know it and this is why god is doing things that you don't even know doing things that's so hard to believe i wouldn't turn away from god i would never turn away from god but this is a crucial time i don't care and you can guess what the devil is so evil and mean he'll use anybody to try to make you quit that's his game plan and people have weak flesh don't have no better sense and you know just chill stay in your word if you stay in your word you don't have time to be messing with people i'm just telling you now how many times have you heard me say this over and over again it's too much to be bothered god wants to do so much for us so just hide in the clefts of the rock hide in the word amen where am i i have made you hear new things from this time even hidden things and you did not know them they are created now and not from the beginning so god is doing some things that's not even printed amen now who you going who you going to thank who's responsible amen you didn't even pray for it because you don't you didn't even you weren't aware of it amen i have made you hear new things from this 
time, even hidden things, and you did not know them. They are created now and not from the beginning. God is creating what you need right now. Amen. Thank you. Somebody thanked him. Hallelujah. He is creating things right now. Isn't it wonderful? He sees your situation right now. And he's saying, okay, I'm going to do that because you need that right now. This is what you need right now. Maybe that thing that you thought you needed 10 years ago, you found out you didn't need it. But he's, he's doing things now. He's creating now. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, religion's gonna come up in there and tell you this ain't, that ain't true either. Cause that's not how God works. You don't know how God works. I don't either. I'm just thankful that He does work. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. I'm thankful that He does. Praise God. Even hidden things that you did not know them. Amen. And before this day, you have not heard them. Y'all need to write that down. Least you should say, of course I knew them. I knew he was going to do that. I knew it because I prayed, me and my prayer partner. You know how sometimes what we do. But it says in verse 8, surely you did not hear. And surely you did not know. God's calling you a liar if you said that. Surely you did not know. And surely from long ago your ears were not open. Because you weren't listening to me. You were listening to the devil. So this is why God is saying surely from a long time you did not know. Because your ears were not open. For I knew that you would deal very treacherously. And we're called a transgressor from the womb. See, the devil does nothing but talk about us like dogs. And he has no respect because he goes before God's throne accusing you all the time. And guess what he says? She's not going to believe you. She never has. And she never will. But guess what God is saying? I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Amen. Because <laughs> I'm going to cause her to hear. I will cause her to hear. See, this is the devil will try to f- make you figure out, well, why is God doing it? That's where you mess up. I don't care why he's doing it. I'm just thankful that he is. Amen. None of us deserve anything but death. Had you not heard? <laughs> Do you not know? Amen. So that I do not cut you off. Well, verse 9, I'll do it again. For my name's sake, I will defer my anger. See, we've been making God angry. But he says he deferred his anger. In other words, God says, I made a decision and I was not going to stay angry at my people anymore. And instead, I would turn their situations around and I would bless them just because I love them so much. And verse 10 says, and behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. Look, we all been in the furnace. Amen. Uh-oh. I messed this up, Avis. Sorry about that. 
I'm going to read it now when you find it. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. So we've been in the refiner's furnace. Amen. God is refining us. Amen. Thank you. All right. Let me read this because it's kind of long. Verse. We're going back to verse three. This is the amplified, right? It says, uh, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I have given Egypt to the Babylonians as your ransom. Cush, ancient Ethiopia, as Seba, is province in exchange for you. Is this the Amplified? Yeah. Is this? Yeah, because I'm getting something else from the Amplified. Okay. Okay, let me, let me. Okay, let me just write what I wrote. It's okay. Let me write down what I have. In verse 48.3, the Amplified. See, I come prepared. I got my own stuff. I have declared the former things from the beginning, which happened to Israel in times past. They went forth from my mouth and I proclaimed them and suddenly I acted and they came to pass are y'all hearing he says suddenly he acted he didn't say you did 10 Hail Marys he didn't say that you were such a nice person everybody loves you (laughs) but he but he says suddenly I acted and they came to pass because I know you are obstinate and your neck is an iron tendon, or in other words, stiff-necked, meaning religious and got your own way of thinking and never want to change. All right, y'all got that? Hallelujah. And you, and you, let's see, your brow is bronzed, both unyielding. Verse 5, I have declared them. To you long ago, before they came to pass, I announced them to you so that you uh, you could not say my idol has done them and my carved image or my carved image and my cast image have commanded them. Verse six, you have heard these things foretold. Look at all this that have been uh, fulfilled and you will not declare it. In other words, God is saying, look, I've done so many things for you. You still you still haven't opened up your mouth. Amen. I proclaim to you specific new things from this time, even hidden things which you have not known. They are created now, called into being by the prophetic word. Uh, Does anybody out there believe in the prophetic word? Or do you, you know, you, you look at the, the, what's the person that's prophesying it? Yeah, you, but you look at the, the center, the messenger. Yeah, you look at the messenger and don't listen to the message. See, that's where most people are. You know what that's called? Religion. You can't look at what that person is doing in their private life. Well, they're supposed to live an upright life before us, but hey, some people just slip. But you know the the, the uh, gifts and the callings of God are without reproach. Are y'all here today? See, when you hear true prophecy, you know it because it hits you in your head, in your stomach, in your belly. There's a knowing 
on the inside of you and you know. You know. Amen. So you don't look at the messenger. Amen. You just know. Because God is addressing you. So I'm going to read seven again in the Amplified. It says they are created now. What he's doing is created now. And it's called into being by the prophetic word. And not long ago. It's created now. And before today, you have not heard of them. So don't be talking about I knew it. No, you didn't. God says you didn't. You have not heard. And you have not known. Even from long ago, your ears have not been open. For the Lord knew that uh, that you, Israel, would act very treacherously. And you have been called transgressor and labeled from birth. God says he will do it for his glory. I will do it for my own sake because I have a reputation to keep up. <laughs> See, God has a reputation to keep up. God will not give his glory to another. If he's doing something, he wants to credit, not because he's trying to be anything. It's because he is. Amen. He is. He says, I am that I am. But we need to place value on the word of God. Treasure it. Trust it. Have faith in it. Bank on it value the word of god we need to value everything that's in this bible every jot and tittle of the word we need to value it see if we would value what god says more we'd see more things come to pass hallelujah a dying and a thirsty person will just drink on every word every dangling participle of the word they'll hang on to it for life but us folks that's been in church for a long time we take advantage of of the word because we don't treasure it we don't value it we need to hang on to what god is saying trust the the prophetic word that's been spoken in your life go and get it dust it off if it's God, it'll come to pass. But you need to believe the prophetic word of God. We're not judging the, the, the messenger. We're judging what's coming out of their mouths. Is it lining up with God? Is it okay with God? Can you feel that thing in the spirit realm? Does it hit you in the very core of your spirit? Hallelujah. We got a lot of thinking to do. Don't take too long, though, because God is doing a new thing. I mean, he's spoken these things new from the beginning. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to go a little further, but I I only had the first seven uh, verses in the Amplified. But I will go down to, in the King James, I'll go down to verse 10 again. It says, Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. Anybody in here feel like you've been there in the furnace of affliction? Well, I have. Y'all haven't. Bless you. (laughs) Hopefully you don't have to go. Amen. For my sake, I will defer 
my anger. Isn't that wonderful? God is saying, even for the stupid things you did, he says, I'm not going to be mad at you. And for my praise, I will restrain it from you so that I do not cut you off. God does not want to cut his people off. That's not what he's trying to do here. He's trying to establish his love for you and me. Does that make sense? Verse 10, behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction for my own sake. For my own sake, I will do it. For how should my name be profane? And I will not give my glory to another. He is not going to let you take credit for it. Me, pastor so-and-so, nobody. But he's going to get the glory for what he is doing in this hour in your life. Because some things you just know nobody can do it but God. Amen. Let's go to Romans 12. Thank you, Davis. Romans 12, two. Hallelujah. And it's a familiar familiar scripture we all know it hallelujah some things we need to do in this last season of breakthrough uh, romans 12 2 talks about uh, being transformed by the renewing of your mind and it says in verse 2 and i do not and do not be conformed to this world. I mean, don't be a part of the world. Don't listen to what they say. Don't partake of how they dress. Don't partake of how they talk. Don't partake of what they eat. Don't partake of their rigid diets. Don't do nothing like them. Do what God told you to do for you. Amen. Everything is for you, you know. If your doctor is working on you with some special diet, then follow that. But don't do it just because Facebook is talking about it. Amen. So that's what I'm saying. I don't want anybody to misunderstand me. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't don't be like the world. It says don't be a part of it. That's not my rule. That's God's rule. Amen. He says, don't think like them. Everything that, that, look, everything that's permissible in colleges don't mean it's good and don't mean it's right. So in other words, just because the higher authority is saying it doesn't mean it's for you. Are y'all here? You have to judge every single thing. Watch every single thing. Amen. Don't just say, oh, okay, they passed the bill, so it must be good. No, that's not true. Amen. Maybe it's good for some, but I'm telling you, when you're a Christian family, everything is in, from the world, is it, it opposes you. Everything in the world opposes you. Amen. Hallelujah. So do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. So God is saying, look, you stand on my word. You obey me. 
Uh, you don't have to get religious because God hates religion. Just want y'all to know that. Just read all the writing and read. <laughs> all, all Jesus did was fought religion from the time he started. He started his ministry at the age 33 until his, his crucifixion. He, in fact, religion put him on that cross. Amen. The religious people is sad. The church people strung him up. That's who did it. Which lets you know some of us are off. Amen. Don't be healing nobody on the Sabbath day. There are six days that you can go and get a healing. But don't do it on Sunday. Like what difference does it make? Amen. Hallelujah. See, that stuff didn't come from God. <laughs> that came from man. Amen. Okay, so let's see. Did I read two? I don't think I need to go to three. But when you don't conform to the world, you're showing the world and you're showing whoever's looking. And who. And trust me, people watch you. They watch every move you make. Amen. And so you are showing them what's the good and acceptable and perfect will of God is for your life and for theirs. Amen. People will get very angry with you for obeying God. Amen. Just look at Noah. He put the whole, he condemned the whole world with his faith. Can you imagine how many people walked up to him saying, oh, you still building on that boat? And they didn't know that they were going to be on the outside of it. He was going to be on the inside. Amen. Because they picked at him all the time. Amen. See, that's why I would have been trying to be his friend. You got enough room in there for me and my fam? (laughs) You need me to pick up a, a nail? Can I hand you some water? That's how you're supposed to roll. I don't know why you're doing it, but it seems like a great idea. You're a wonderful man. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's how you roll with that. But they they harassed him. They told him he was stupid. They told him that it was no God. I mean, they said it all to him. But when the, the storm came, he said it's going to rain. They said, what is that? There's no such thing. Amen. It's good to hear from God. But uh, Romans 12, 2 is talking about meditating, meditating on the word. That's how you get a renewed mind. That's how you start thinking like Christ. You have to get your your mind rearranged, your thinking rearranged. And, and I'm telling you, every day the devil's going to come back 10, 12 times a day with that same bogus stuff. And you have to tell the devil, I resist you. See, this is one thing I, I heard this 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 teaching and then it was talking about uh resisting the devil or something like that but then i remember after i was meditating the lord told me he says my people don't do enough resisting and i said who me he said yeah you (laughs) you and all them we and i and it's true and you know i start resisting because see the devil comes in in little small ways little cunning ways and you have to resist him in the name of Jesus. 
he says they don't he says my people don't resist me resist the devil in my name enough and i'm telling you that's that made me think about that and i said i'm going to resist him every time and i i can tell you that first day the lord spoke that to me i bet you i resist the devil about 50 times that day where i normally would not have done that i would have just rose above that thought but that doesn't get it the bible says resist him and he will flee that's the only way you can you can make the devil stop you must resist him with your mouth amen because if you don't you're not doing nothing when he comes to you with a wrong thought i say i resist you satan in jesus name he says resist him in his name in jesus's name and that's how you stop him and i thought about jesus on that mountain when the devil was trying to tempt him and he shot that word right back if he was jesus and he had to give the devil the word what do you think we have to do you have to fight wrong thinking or it's surely gonna come amen hallelujah but you must stop wrong thinking with the word and you can do it yeah it's some work and yeah it's gonna cost you some stuff amen but you can do it if i can do it you can do it and i have to resist him all the time and nothing wants to come out of my mouth but the truth you understand so you know sometimes you don't even need to tell people the truth but i don't i just don't be entertaining lies you know it's just not it's not healthy amen but you keep resisting that devil he'll change how you talk change how you see change just change everything and so this is what we want the word meditate means to digest to consider to contemplate to reflect to ponder to celebrate celebrate the righteous things celebrate the good things that god has said to you amen but digest swallow swallow truth don't keep pushing truth back from you because you think it's gonna cost you something yes it's gonna cost you to do the right thing it's gonna cost you to follow god the bible says the narrow way leads to to jesus not the broad road that everybody's on but the narrow way you you cut that off when you come out of the world you cut them people off and you take the narrow road that's hard amen but at least that narrow road you can sleep at night the narrow road you get your needs met that narrow road you're blessed all day long amen and your family this is not just about you but you have to digest truth digest the word of god the word of god is truth and ponder it think about it keep thinking about it and then celebrate it god look at what god is doing you know even if you get you lose 10 devils hey i'm free you know (laughs) praise the lord i am free in jesus i feel so much lighter you ever hear people say that they talk about i got delivered i'm delivered amen yes turn it over in your mind turn the truth over in your mind that's why we say stay stuck and stupid because we don't turn it see it's like this we read the word and we're done 
And we say, I don't feel changed because you didn't ponder it. You didn't turn it over in your mind. You didn't think about it. You didn't let it linger. Listen, this is what the Lord was showing me yesterday. He said, we need to linger in the word. He gave me that word and I wrote it down. And I said, that's not, um, you know, a real fancy word. I told Pastor Barb last night, I said, yeah, the Lord was speaking to me. And he said, yeah, you know, we need to linger in the word. And she said, uh, that's good. You know, that's. That's prophetic, you know, you know, but it was so profound to me because when you linger in the word, you don't just speed through it. And then you're not speed reading, trying to read the whole Bible. Some, some guy somewhere said, Oh, so you're a minister. I said, Yes. You ever read the whole Bible? I said, No, but I'm sure you have. And he looked at me so funny. He left me alone. You know, this is not a, a a speed thing to see who can read. This is this is a thing where God wants the word to change you and you have to allow it to come in. And the only way you can allow that word to come in and change you is to linger in it. Amen. Linger. Just hold on to the word and let it change you. Amen. Until you can get happy. Amen. So God doesn't ask us to do anything he doesn't do. Amen. God lingers in the word. He broods. You ever heard that word brood? He broods over the word. Amen. When he, when he speaks a thing, and this is what I found so, uh, um, I don't know, rejoicing, I don't know. When I found that God broods over me and you, he broods over, you know, when a, 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 a baby chicken or a hen um, lays an egg, the mother lays the egg, then the father comes and sit on the, the nest and he is brooding. I didn't know. I knew they took care of that, that, uh, nest, but I didn't know the father sits on the eggs to keep them warm and he broods over the eggs until they crack. So in other words, he's sitting there tending to those eggs and see God broods over his word, especially the word that he's spoken in our life. He's brooding over that word. Guess how long? Until it comes to pass. He broods over the word until it comes to pass. So don't ever think, oh, well, you know, that's that was a long time ago and God forgot about it or he didn't hear me. He's been sitting there brooding over that word since you prayed it. He broods over the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that didn't go over too good, but it's true. He broods over the plans and purposes that he has for us. He broods over that. He watches over it until he performs it. Amen. If, if just like an example, if God says, uh, Raymond, I'm going to make you the general manager. I don't know how high up that is, but it's pretty high. And if he, te- if you pray and tell him, I want something better and, and he hears that prayer, he don't forget. Maybe you might, or you may say, well, maybe not. He brood, no, he's sitting on that. 
brooding over that word and guess what he's not going to stop until he makes you general manager and it'll come into your life see that's just an example of how god does he sits on it he covers it he babies it he nourishes it he nurtures it he'll even remind us now and then remember what you asked me what you gonna do you stop mentioning it to me you know he'll remind us of what he's brooding over is that making sense Amen. And he broods over the works concerning us. He's watching over his word. Hallelujah. And it, when you brood, I mean, let me tell you what the word, that word brood means. It means deep thought. That word brood. It means languishing over. It means grieving over, pondering, contemplating, meditating, mulling over chewing over thinking about it turning it over in his mind that's brooding and so he's doing that over everything that you have ever prayed amen and he's not let it go we let things go he don't and he'll ask you sometime he'll bring it to your remembrance and say you still want it because sometimes god knows we speak out of turn you know like one day you may feel like a king and the next day you don't (laughs) oh well you know i didn't really want that i've done that too but when he he does not stop brooding over the promises uh and he'll remind us of them so that we'll pick them up and add faith to them again amen but he does not let it go. He wants the best for us. He loves us all. And guess what? He knows us individually. Well, why does bad things happen? Bad things just happen. Because there's an evil, mean, demon, devil. And he doesn't, And he's in there to try to stop the good stuff. But see, it's like what you know. You can only act on what you know. And if more churches would stop being into religion and how big of a church they can build and how many uh, programs they could, could come up with and just preach the word and teach people how to use the word effectively, amen, like soldiers, because that's what we are. And we have to rightly divide the word of truth and we have to know how to will the word as a sword most people churches don't teach that your your word is a sword the word god's word is a sword he puts it in into our hearts and when we come up against opposition that's when you wield it you cut that devil cut through his evilness and that's what you do now see that look dumb to most churches but i don't care it's a lifesaver. It's a sal- it's salvation for your home. Amen. But you have to learn. In other words, you have to learn how to uh, rightly divide that word of truth and, and use it against the enemy in the most effective way. And God has given us all that. He's done all of that for us. But we don't do it because we're not taught. Amen. And so it does, the word doesn't work for everybody because they don't know it. They don't know how to confess it. I'm still learning to say it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. 
You have to say what you mean, mean what you say, know who you are. And you have to, and that's using the word of God, you know. However, that on that prayer, uh, I can't think, the warrior's prayer. And, and we are warriors. I like that prayer because it's, it speaks everything. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to know how to rightly divide the word of truth and know how to work the word and get the word working for you. But instead, oh, God ain't going to do it. Well, did you do everything you're supposed to do? We're supposed to brood over the word, too. Brooding is just really meditating on the word, meditating. God didn't ask us to do anything he don't do. So while you, we're supposed to be meditating, guess what? He's brooding. He's meditating, too. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah 43. Go back to Isaiah. Hallelujah. I think we were in 48. God is doing a work in us. The Holy Spirit is refining us. Amen. That's why we go through some things sometimes. We go through because we want to lose what's not good for us. We need to feast on the word more. Meditate on it. Hallelujah. And Christ is doing a work. If you've been, well, I've been going through so much. Well, yeah, you've been in the refiner's fire. In the furnace of, of affliction. But it's created for a better you. Amen. And when God is done, only the good stuff will be left. Amen. Well, I'm good. Yeah, you good already. But some of the stuff you don't need. It's a more perfect you. A more positive you. And that's why we need to guard our focus. Guard what you look at. Guard what you listen to. Guard what you partake in. Amen. You can't get involved in everything. Not not and stay a right kind of Christian. You can be one of the fake Christians. But to be a right kind of Christian, you have to limit yourself. You have to watch. You have to focus. Guard your focus. Guard your participation in a whole lot of things. Even some things that look okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't okay. Some things just ain't okay. Not a sin. I mean, it's not. You know, it's just not okay for you and for me. Let's see. Isaiah 43. Oh, let's go to 18. Talks about a new thing. Isaiah 43. Okay. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Shall it not spring forth? See, these things spring up. They're not out there for you to judge and say, it's okay. No, that ain't okay. I want that. No, I don't want that. It's going to spring up on you. In other words, hands off. Not for you to judge. It's not for you to say what can be and what can't be. This is all God. Behold, I do a new thing. Can you not know it? 
I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That means God is making crooked places straight. He's fixing stuff that ain't right. And y'all got that. It's a new season. Hallelujah. I even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me and the jackals and the ostrich because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. Hallelujah. This people I have formed for myself and I shall declare my praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is not saying I'm going to fix the old. He's not saying that. This is not a variation of the old. This is a new thing. Are y'all here? A new thing, a brand new thing. You don't, you want a brand new pair of shoes so they can get twisted to, to shape in the shape of your feet. Amen. So God is saying, I'm doing a new thing. Hallelujah. You can't dream this up and you can't be able to say, I knew it. Whose favorite saying is that? (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. Well, I won't be able to say that. When God gets done doing what he's doing. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's all new. You didn't know it all along. Because what God is about to do, you didn't know. He's doing a new thing. In other words, he's establishing new things. Things that's never been done before. Amen. That ought to make you shout. He's trying to get our full attention and show us how much he loves us. God is trying to get our full attention. He wants your attention. He doesn't want you giving your attention to anybody else. He wants your attention. Amen. Because he wants to do something personally for you. Amen. The new thing is what God is doing in us. Just let me break that down. What's this new thing? He's doing a new thing on the inside of us. See, when he takes out this bad stuff, the stuff that holds us back, the stuff that agitates us, the stuff that worries us, the stuff that's not good for us. When he takes that out and puts in his spirit, his uh his mind, his thoughts, his plans, his purposes, when he puts his stuff in there, that's all we'll be able to think about. And then it happens. God just wants you to get on the same wavelength as him and stop being on the wavelength with the world. Amen. Amen. But God wants to do a thing in you. Your destiny is springing forth amen it's springing forth in other words nobody knows that the devil don't know that but god knows he knows where you're going he knows where you're going to be 10 years from now 10 days from now 10 hours from now god knows that amen so he says it's going to spring forth god never washes his hands of us isn't that wonderful God is all in. 
I remember uh, Kelly Cruz preached something on all in. I never forgot that phrase. God is all in. He's not partially in like some of us. He's got both feet, both hands, both eyes. He's in all the way with what we're doing. He concern, I should say concerning our lives. He's all in. He's not going to run out on us. Well, you know, he, he's not going to tell you, behold, I'm opening up your ears so that you can hear a new thing. And then he disappeared. That's not the God we serve. And certainly not in this hour. But God is all in now. And he will forever be all in. And he wants you to see victory before it comes. I see victory in Jesus' name. He's all in. So guard your focus. Watch what you believe. Watch what you hear. Watch what you think. Stay with God. Amen. And know that whatever you're going through this rough is temporary. Circumstances, amen. Circumstances are temporary. Well, you know, what's what's bothering you? You. <laughs> leave me leave me alone. Honey, these circumstances are temporary. Amen. Leave me alone. I'm putting God first place in my life because he's turning things around. He's the one that's turning things around. Can't nobody turn things around except God. And he's turning things around in my life. God is bringing you out better, stronger, faster, healed, amen, prosperous. He's bringing you out with a mighty hand. Well, she sure is geeked up. I sure am. Because I know what God is doing in this hour. I know what he's doing in this hour. And I'm excited about it. Amen. I'm more geeked than that baby. (laughs) Hallelujah. God is restoring. Let's watch those R words. The re-words, anything would re-restore, re-establish, reconnect, restoration, restore. I believe God is brooding over those re-words. Amen. Amen. Watch the re-words. When God does something, it's better than brand new. Woo. He's doing an overhaul. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 27. We're almost done. Hallelujah. Psalm 119, verse 27. Oh, wait a minute. What did I say? 27. 119 verse 27. Okay. 
And it says, make me understand thy way, the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. See, that's what the word does. It strengthens you when you read it, when you linger in the word, you get strengthened. Amen. Nobody has to call you on the phone. Nobody has to say a prayer. All you have to do is linger in the word and you are strengthened. Amen. I have chosen the way of truth. That's the word of God. Your judgments I have laid before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Do not put me to shame. I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. Hallelujah. Let's flip over to uh, 47. 119 verse 47 and it says and i will delight myself in your commandments which i love my hand also i will lift up to your commandments which i love and i will meditate on your statutes see that word meditate hallelujah you have to meditate you got to linger you got to stay there and you got to wait for a while mutter uh let's see Verse 48, let's do that. My hands also I will lift up to your commandments, which I love. I read that, and I will meditate on your statutes. 49, remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction. I'll read it again. Verse 50, this is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. See, there's life in the word. Amen. There is life in God's word. I'm not a, a a word addict or a fanatic. There's life in this word. <laughs> That's why I'm in there. There's healing in the word. That's why I'm in there. Amen. There's grace in the word. There's everything that concerns you is in this word. Let's go to 97. 119 verse 97. It says, oh, how I love your law. The the law is the word of God. And it says, it is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies. See, there's wisdom in the word. That's why I'm in there. It make the wisdom of the word makes you wiser than your enemies. The wisdom of the word makes you stronger than those that oppose you and who come after you. It keeps you ahead of them. One step ahead or two or three. Who knows? But there's wisdom in the word. Amen. 99 says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients or the elders. Because I have your precepts or your concepts. I have these things in the word of God. I have restrained my feet from every evil way. I'm in 101. That I may keep your word. And I have not departed from your judgments. For you yourself have taught me how sweet are your words to my taste. 
sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. You, you have to start hating the false way. You start, when you, you stay with God, you'll start, uh, detest fake stuff, wrong stuff, wrong words. You start to hate it. And they'll call you a fanatic, but that's okay. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God's, God's word illuminates the path. It lights up the path that you're supposed to be on. And it becomes so obvious to you what you're supposed to do. That's why some people are so sure-footed. They know what they're doing. They know where they're going. Because God has lit up the path where they're supposed to walk. In other words, he's eliminated the confusion. What am I supposed to be doing? I don't know where I'm supposed to be. What am I? God has to illuminate your path. He lights up the way. And then following that way is becomes easy. Amen. All day long, I am wiser than my enemies. God is restoring some things, folks. He's restoring some things. I should say he's restoring all things. He's making things all new. He's reversing some things in your life. He's turning it around. So let him. He's bringing you into a wealthy place. If you're already wealthy, he's bringing you into a wealthier place with ease, no problems, no tension. Expect it. You expect it, God will do it. Amen. Bringing you into a wealthy place. David recovered all, and so can you. I should say, so will you. Amen. That's in 1 Samuel 30. Write that down, 1 Samuel 30. Verse 18 through 20, read it yourself about David, how he recovered all. He recovered all his wives, his money, his livestock, his kids, the enemy that he was. I think the Amalekites, you know, invaded his uh, camp and stole everything and tried to make him think everybody was dead, but he they were dead. They didn't touch a hair on their heads, but he recovered all. Why? Because he was a man of God. Amen. He he trusted God in his life. And don't you think when he got back to the camp, it was looking real bleak. It was looking like all was lost, but it wasn't lost. Stop looking at how it looked. Stop looking at how your situation looks. If you keep doing that, you won't partake of what God is doing in your life. Yes, is some some circumstances that you wish were not happening. Me too. But this is not the end of my story. Amen. God is flipping my page. Well, amen. I believe it. You don't have to believe it because I got enough faith for me and y'all too. God is rewriting my story. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Be like David. Hallelujah. Don't miss what God has for you. So know what season you're in. How many of you, I'm just asking by hand, how many of you feel like something is changing in your life? Like God is doing something. Now, you know why you feel like that? Because he is. 
See, that's coming from God. That is not your imagination. That's not just something that you thought of or that's not something you just agreeing with. But I'm telling you, God is changing things. He is rewriting your pages. I can't think of anything else to say. But change your thought process so your thinking can match up with what God is doing. Amen. Because if he gives you, just say, a million dollars, hypothetically, and you're not on that level mentally, you're going to go out and, and give it away. So this is why we have to change our mindset, change it to where God can meet you, you know. Well, okay, if he give you a million, that's good. But whatever it is that God is doing, change how you think about it. Change what you're thinking. Amen. Hallelujah. Change your thought process because God is aligning some things on the inside of you see the new thing the change is coming inside of you god is doing a new thing don't you just know it it's it's happening on the inside of you that's really what the new thing is amen and so allow it to happen and if god is telling you he's going to do great things for you believe it amen hallelujah Go through this process. Well, you come, everybody's come out of the process. Now you want to see what God has done on the inside of you. Amen. But God provides for you during the process. He provides for you in every way. And so we have to start to trust him and start to believe what he is saying. Honey, this is the good news. God always has good news. Amen. He don't have any stinky news. <laughs> He's always got good news. Amen. So change how you think because God is aligning some things up and just endure the process. Endure the circumstances you're going through right now. Endure the toughness that you're going through right now. Thank you. And so if you're going through something, just hang on, meditate on the word and and allow this suddenly manifestations to come into your life because God surely has them. Amen. He surely has them. I have one more scripture for you, and that's Joshua 1. Talks about this book of the law shall not depart from your eyes or your mouth. And this was after Moses died, and God started, uh, uh, Joshua became the successor of leading the Israelites. Uh, into the, the promised land and he started off well i'm just going to read that first one after the death of moses a servant of the lord it came to pass that the lord spoke to joshua the son of nun moses's assistant saying verse 2 moses my servant is dead now therefore arise and go to this jordan and you all this people to the land which i am giving to you uh the children of Israel in every place that the sole of your feet will tread on. I have given you. And I, and I said this to Moses. In other words, he's saying, look, Joshua, I said this to Moses. I'm saying it to you. Just like I caused Moses to part the Red Sea, hit a rock with a stick and water gushed out of it. I'm going to do the same miracles for you. All you need to do is just trust me and believe me. So in verse 8, go down, 
It says, and this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. What book of the law? The, the commandments that he wrote to, to Moses and to all the people. He says, this book of the law, he's talking to us in modern day, talking about the Bible. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. That means you have to say so. Whatever promises God promises you, you got to say it. It's but you shall meditate in it day and night. There's meditation. So important that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So prosperity and good success comes from meditating on the word of God. It worked back then for for Joshua and it works today for you and me. Nothing has changed. Amen. We have a new covenant and it's built on better promises, but it's still the same. If you meditate on the word back then or tomorrow, you'll get you'll have great success and you bring prosperity into your life. And verse nine says, have I not commanded you be strong and of a good courage? Do not be afraid or dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. And you must believe that you have to believe that God wants to bless you and do great and mighty things in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So you'll be prosperous. You'll be successful and you'll deal. That success means that you will deal wisely in the affairs of life. So meditating on this word, pondering on it, lingering in it, it will cause you to deal wisely in life, in the affairs of life. That's why some people don't make good decisions because they don't meditate on the word. But if you meditate on the word, you pretty much will make the right decisions because you're making the decisions that God has for you. Amen. All right. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you for your word. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you and we thank you, Father. We bless you. We love you and we exalt your holy name. And we just praise you for your word, Lord God. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We just bless you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. We just exalt you, Lord. We just thank you. We thank you for all of the people that are healed and all the people that are going to be healed today by faith. We thank and praise you, Father. Hallelujah. We just bless you and we lift you up and we bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If there's anybody that needs prayer, you can come up and get prayer today. If before you leave, if you want to.